0: Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the Anxious Lad podcast uh, and joining me in the virtual studio tonight is ex-Exeter Chiefs and England international rugby player Tom Johnson. Tom, how you doing buddy?
1: Hello Matt, nice to be here mate, thank you very much for having me into your virtual studio. Um, yeah, looking forward to no. having a chat mate, things are alright, thank you.
0: Yeah, absolute pleasure to have you, buddy. Absolute pleasure. And and look, I think the the big one I want to talk to you tonight is about your the, the the new company, right? Plus, um, and 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 plus, uh, the digital wellbeing software for for primary school kids. Um, you and I have obviously had a chat about it. Obviously, before that, the conversation. I've seen the stuff you're doing on 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 LinkedIn and everything. So it's uh, yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to. It. Obviously, you getting the word out there about the software and what it does, but also to hear your story about kind of where it came from and 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 your, I guess, experience with mental health growing up and stuff as well. Yeah,
1: it's um it's become a bit of a passion project of mine at the moment. Where, mm-hmm. um, I think one of the really underserved areas in, in in life is is sort of primary schools and how underestimated they are for the uh for the roles they play in our in our future sort of attainment and our future prospects and happiness and all that goes into sort of our well-being and and life in general. And I think it's a really, it's a vital part of, it's a vital part of our development as individuals. And um, the more, it's it's when you start, when you look under the rock rock of it, you start to see how much more support these guys, these teachers need and how amazing, what an amazing job Mm -hmm. they're doing. And how can we give that, how can we give them that support because they're the ones who are really in control or, they have that they have a huge impact on the outlook of all the kids that, that come through their schools and go through their classrooms um and it you know you, you look at you look at some some of the scandinavian companies they're doing a fantastic job and i just think they I mm. just think our, our primary schools need a lot more support because they're getting they're getting pressure in every left right and center and at some point there's going to be a break yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and it is. It's, it's interesting, like because, like on the one, like both my older two kids, but went to to school in in London, um. So they both went through the UK primary school system, and then one of them finished her her A A levels, um. The other lad finished just before his GCSE, just before we moved back to Ireland. So, but from a primary school perspective, I don't know exactly what you mean. It it tends to be. of the usual story overcrowded and underfunded almost you know um and Mm -hmm. you say like these teachers are on yeah 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 like these teachers are on the 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 front line with the kids they see them every day but i guess because they're so you know you've one teacher you may have a, a a teaching assistant or or whatever in the class with it but there's there's not enough time in the day i don't think for the teachers to really sit with every single child individually so naturally as a result of that some kids are going to fall through the cracks aren't they
1: 100 percent. and they're um you know they're what they're what they've got to deliver on and part of the ofsted sort of framework is being able to mm. do personal pupil development it's like how are they meant to the average class size is 26 26 <laughs> students and like you said sometimes they're lucky enough to have yeah. a ta and other times they're not and they're also meant to hit all these academic performances and goals. And, and you wonder why they're, you wonder, and they're, they're having children sort of thrown at them at the gate, that are under dehydrated, fed, fed, a load of, fed a load of sort of cereals, you know, high on sugar as they come in the gates and they're being asked to deal with their mental health. Because you can't, kids, kids can't attain unless they're in a, in a safe place to be able to learn and they're in a place neurologically yeah, yeah. where they can learn. And if they haven't got that, then the teacher's first call is to try and make put them in a position where they can actually teach them, uh, which then detracts from other people. So, um, but I'm quite optimistic with the te- the technology and the development in technology that's out there. Is that the way to support these teachers is through tech and is through sort of machine mm-hmm. learning and getting these children to self self regulate and self care themselves that's what they'll need to do when they step out into secondary school and further into u- university Absolutely. or college or into into work life where, whatever that is it you know you you've been there I've been there we've got a it's on our it's on us to do, deal with it not anyone else and that's what we need to be that's what we need to be helping these teachers coach the kids to be able to do is to um, to be able to self-care and self-manage
0: mm-hmm. so so tell me a little bit about Plus, then, like, where it came from, the idea behind it, you know, why is it such a, a passion for you? Like, how did you end up getting well, into right this kind of work?
1: It's, it's, it's quite, it's, it's, well, I think it's quite an interesting story. But I, um, but I, I, when I finished playing rugby, I went into coaching. And so I was, I've always been looking at like the perfect, um, the perfect scenario in which to coach someone. I was coaching adults, business people, mums, and, you know, mm-hmm. Anywhere from the age of sort of 30 on up to sort of 55, 60, and one thing is they all they all had got some some ingrained habits that were really really hard to break down. So I spent a like, huge amount of time for my coaching career trying to break these habits down and rebuild them, and trying to get them to journal and trying to trying to take accountability for their own for their own actions, so they can so that we can start to change it, and start to put in some healthier habits. And it got to the point where I've so I've always had this sort of buzzing around in my back of my head. And I suddenly, I was thinking, well, actually, the perfect environment, where, like, what's the environment where ch- where people are made to sit still and told to do exactly as they're, they're, like, made to do exactly as they're told? And it's primary schools. And I was like, well, actually, that's, the, the, I researched into it a little bit, and actually, that's when children, or that's when people have habits ingrained into them at the, at the youngest, at, at the easiest time, that's when habits are so easy to uptake when you're between the ages of 6 and 14. Um, so I went... So I went on down that road and then it then it became quite apparent that actually why I'm doing this is because of the, so I suffered quite severe childhood trauma when I was at secondary school. And the reason and I turned to exercise, um, because of what I went through when I was at primary school with my granddad in particular, he was a massive influencer on me. And so right. it really highlighted to me the, the importance of getting good habits into the children at a young age, Because you never know when they're going to they're going to be needed. So it was um I I sort of came at it from two angles. The first was the second was a bit of subconsciously, and then the first one was through my coaching. And then since I've been gone further and further into it, it's become really apparent that um, what I went through in that in that secondary school had 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 a huge impact on my my rugby, but my family life where I am now um, has all been down to sort of that. That trauma that I faced when I was um, at secondary school, and without my without the influence of my granddad when I was in, during the primary years, I would have I could have gone in all kinds of directions.
0: Yeah, and that that's the thing. When I mean, you and I kind of spoke about that before, I guess, and you always speak very highly of of your granddad and the the influence he had on your fitness, and and as you kind of quite rightly said, you don't know when some of those habits or some of those things are going to come back to help you later on in life and for and for you certainly and hopefully we get into it in a minute anyway but from the trauma and the stuff that you experienced in secondary school it really was the, the physical fitness and and that mentality that your granddad installed into you that that's what kind of got you through all of it really wasn't it
1: it was but it was it was by pure it was a subconscious decision it was a completely subconscious decision i didn't think to myself how am I going to get myself out of this? I just reverted back to type and my type was when I was younger, Mm. it was like being around my brothers, being around my granddad, like doing, going for runs, playing around in the garden, kicking the ball around, doing press ups and pull ups. And like, he was massively into his fitness. So he was always hanging upside down on a bar, doing pull ups, doing, um, doing crazy upside down, hang up, sit ups and all kinds of stuff. He was, you know, he was like eight years old doing it and having cold baths and, and eat, eating like it, 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 impeccably it just like he just you, you we thought it was a bit crazy we we're like what's old crazy granddad up to his <laughs> he was, he was, you know, having cold baths this was back in like uh i don't know nine, nine 1992 1991 and he was doing cold bars but he's going for like five mile runs daily and he was like 83 80, years old or something and it's just like crazy wow. and then When the when the trauma started and the bullying started and the and the physical abuse started, I just started training and I hadn't trained. I hadn't trained for sort of three or four years, like properly press ups and sit ups and that kind of stuff. And I just got myself into a real regime of just trying to. I found it. It's a massive stress reliever, but also I've got myself found myself getting strong enough um, to be able
0: to defend myself. And. If we can touch on that then a little bit then right the the i guess the, the bullying side of it that you experience then in, in in secondary school um does your experience in that you think have an influence in how this digital wellbeing software works within the primary school set like if you had a had if the teacher saying the secondary school you went to had a had something like that in place do you think it would have lasted as long as it did or would have lasted at all or I
1: think I think one thing that I realised um, that I wasn't able to do as, as a child was to be able to communicate how how I was feeling mm-hmm. what was going on, um, and that's one of the biggest that's one of the big sort of features in in the Plus um, platform is we 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 ask children and teachers and teachers um, it's done in the settling in period so every child every day checks in on their well being before they start the the day and it's quite important. Okay. It's quite an important. It's almost like an important ritual or an important habit. Going, I need to check that my well being is okay, or I want to, re- I want to self reflect what I did yesterday, because that reflection gives them a chance to recognize whether something was good, something was bad, something was off, and they can make it. They can make changes it changes to that today, rather than wait until it starts to slowly drop off, drop off, drop off, and that's where you tend to get the big. Um, that's where you tend to get the big issues. So I. Um, mm-hmm so I, we, we put in there like a communication tool that allows a teacher to see um, allows a teacher to see if there's any issues and um, any safeguarding issues in particular, and it makes communication for a, for a young kid a normal a normal everyday part of life rather than when I was at school everyone said you know and i'm sure you are the same going off. Oh, if you've got any problems, tell a teacher there's no way on earth we're telling teachers Do you know, it wasn't it wasn't no. the same thing no. you just it, it was the old snitches no. get stitches and it's and it still is a little bit today. Yeah. Um, and actually, what, yeah. We and, what we need to try and do is um, talk the language of the kids that are spending more and more time on their phones and digital devices to actually go. Well, actually, if that's how they communicate, and that's how they feel comfortable. Let's listen to them, and let's give the, and let's arm those teachers with a way that the teachers can hear them loud and clearly without taking any extra time. And in, in, if in fact it's, it's almost like a reductionist approach, where you're giving these teachers some key information so they can use their their invaluable time in the right areas rather than it all being sort of um wherever they feel they might need to go whereas this is sort of the direction and where to go um and that's what i didn't have when you know when i when i was 13 well from 13 through to 18 i had no one to talk to about it and that's what that was probably i felt that it was all on my shoulders and i had to sort it Mm -hmm.
0: and it's and I guess for for your experience right it would be somewhat different let's say to 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 my. now i like like i said we've spoken this before i wasn't i didn't go through what you went through in school in terms of of bullying and stuff right but if we kind of take that in in, in a comparison to today's world mm. but again yours yours would be somewhat different too because you're in a boarding school right so so yours always you it was 24 7 for you at that point which is to a certain degree, kind of what it's like for the kids nowadays, because like when I was in school, if anyone was getting bullied or you were getting shit off somebody in school, it was left in school at half three because you went home and there's no way of contacting you. There's no way of being able to see you. Like very rarely would you see somebody out on the street. It was always, it only happened during school hours. Whereas now I think with, with, you know, society today, because of the mobile devices, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, all of the, there's, there's, it's 24 seven, the bullying is constant and it's, it's even worse now because of, um, because of the technology and stuff that was there. And to a similar degree, that was kind of like what it would have been for you because it was in a boarding school. You'd had no escape from it, I guess. Very, you know,
1: we complete, like complete worlds apart in terms of what was that 20, 30 years ago, 30 years ago or so I was mm-hmm. there. Um, but so like so relevant in today's in today's world, like as you said, yeah. There's um there's a you know there's a kid a couple of months ago that got um is in the secondary school, was year seven, so secondary school, and he got a WhatsApp. He's on a he's on a um a year group WhatsApp, and one of the lads put on there going um, thumbs down if you don't like Mike, right? And he woke up in the morning at like six o'clock and had he had like. Seventy-two thumbs down, or whatever it was, out of out of a year group of like eighty. And it's like, what is that doing for that kid? Like, yeah, some people be able to laugh it off, and some people do it. But to, to be walking yeah. into school knowing that you've got you got you got lessons with these guys, and everyone in that classroom and everyone in that year group said, "I don't like you. You're a thumbs down. You're a rotten fella." It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for that person to just to start that spiral and start that snowball effect. Yeah, like what's Absolutely. where's where's the point where someone's gonna be able to bring him back he goes he becomes more and more insular starts to search more and more online and i was and depending on what he you know depending on that kid's back upbringing um like, has he got the support around him to be able to deal with that potentially but potentially not and i was lucky mm-hmm. I, I i was lucky and i i was i had blessed myself with who i who i had bringing me up um but that could have been that could have been drugs, alcohol, self harm, whatever for me. Um, but and that's that's what these kids are facing facing now. Um, in terms of what I went yeah. through, mine was mine was twenty four seven, and it was I remember I remember just the anxiety of it wasn't online obviously, but being in a boarding house, I was mm-hmm. I was able to be got at twenty four seven. It was anxious yeah. going to bed. It was anxious walking into a TV room. I was sat in watching a TV room, and if they'd walk in, my anxiety would spike up. I'd be, I'd go into any classroom, whatever, and if they're in there, then my my anxiety was constant. I was constantly going, well, who do I have to sit next to at dinner, or lunch, or breakfast, to make sure that I can sort of eat my meal in peace.
0: Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like it is, it's it's, you say it's that that constant contact that that you had with it that is. Whilst from a technical standpoint, it is, you know, worlds apart from today, but but again, so very relatable, I guess, um, to, to, to what that young lad is feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like when that, that young lad, Mike, when he wakes up and, and, and to a certain degree, you know, for a lot of them, I don't know, obviously, but you, you kind of assume to a certain degree, most of those thumbs down was a mob mentality almost. There's people there's like shit, I better put the thumbs down because they're gonna think I like him and then I might get slagged if I like him and, and that kind of stuff. And a lot of people just yeah. jumping on the bandwagon, they're trying to seem cool or whatever. But the damage that even that one message is is having to that to that kid waking up at that hour of the morning to, to see that and then as you said, the anxiety building going into school that day would just be incredible.
1: It was a it for me, it was that um it's that. 24 it's that uncontrollable anxiety it's that constant uptick yeah. in sort of your cortisol and you can never relax and it puts you in a, it puts you in a state. if you think about how, how 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 important is sleep for your mental health but not just for that but yeah. also for your for your cognitive ability for your actual actual ability to function yeah. as a human to take in information to learn to develop especially at that young age it can have huge implications on your on your um, on your neural develop, development and I think it's I, I left school thinking I was thick as like thick as pig shit to be honest with you you know I was, I was yeah,
0: like
1: yeah. all I wanted to do was get out of that school and and actually I'm not as bad as I think, I'm not as bad as I thought I was but having having years and years and years of like no sleep and being completely like completely controlled it's no um, wonder, I look back at it now and I'm like Christ of course I couldn't learn it's and it's the same for these kids. These kids are more interested about they're more interested about being liked or not being picked on than actually being able to concentrate in class. They're not they're not in a happy place. So how can they if unhappy kids don't learn?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was the <clears throat> that was the big thing again, like when we when we spoke the other day that was i think one of the one of the big like obviously look there was the the verbal abuse the physical abuse the mental abuse that you got at the hands of of of, of these lads in, in in school but one of the big ones that you spoke about was the sleep deprivation element of it because they could get at you 24 7 they could get at you at night time as well so there was a, a like for long periods of time that you had no sleep or couldn't get to sleep afraid to go to sleep or they'd wake you up and it was broken sleep and it was almost like it was it wasn't almost it, like it was torture it, to a degree so
1: i've got like i've got images in my head when i was just asleep like under my covers just in, the, in in like sodden mattress like the whole mattress is sunk i don't know you know when you get a load of water poured on a mattress your mattress basically collapse mm-hmm. and then you get you almost get to the stage where you war- it's almost like a <laughs> you get to the stage where you warm you warm the water back up so that so that you can actually get back to sleep, it's like you get in there and you get so tight around the blanket um, or, or the or the duvet, um, but it was just miserable. And there's like I, I just remember seeing the, like the, the imprint, the, the imprint of my body on the mattress because obviously it had taken so much water. And I'd go to bed, I'd go to bed with a towel over me, so that so that if, you know first port call, I'd right like, well I don't want my du my duvet to get wet, so I'll get my towel wet first. Um, and it you know, it happened maybe it happened maybe three nights a week or so, and sometimes it'd just be a cup of water or whatever, but then there are times when there's like genuine buckets and it was relentless, and then it becomes it's not if, it's when, and it's that hanging over you yeah. constantly where you should I used to dread going to sleep at night. And that in itself mm-hmm. is that in itself is oh. keeps you up, keeps you like not doesn't let you have a decent night's sleep. And at the age of I was, was, I'm a July birthday and these guys are sort of September, um, September, October birthday. So they're nearly a full like academic, they're nearly a full calendar year ahead of me. Um, Yeah. And and, and the development when I was like 12, 13. So I went there on, um, I went on like a, what was called a sports scholarship. So I was a bit of a jack of all trades on the sports field. So I could play my hand to most sports and it was, and I loved it. And I was like, i would be probably top, I don't know, top, Two three maybe fourth four fourth person in the team with it was so I was in the top like top um top twenty percent of most of the sports teams by the second year, I was in the b teams for all sports, and I just think you know you look back for triggers and you look back for summons and communication uh-huh. and i'm I'm angry now that no one picked that up I'm angry that I'm angry yeah. and disappointed that someone didn't go, well, what's going on with Tom? So, you know, he came here on a sports scholarship and all of a sudden he's playing B team in every sport. Whereas the year before it was like top of the, almost top of the tree sort of sports, sports team, A team, captains, that kind of stuff. It's just, if, if someone had yeah, done yeah. that from an academic point of view and gone from set one down to set four or five or whatever, they'd be their parents would be getting called in. It's like, what's going on? it's just it's it's being able to communicate and that's what it, com- it all comes back to that communication
0: yeah and yeah and and that's exactly it and, and you're right like even today like for you know for me going up in school and <clears throat> definitely for for you as well you didn't have that you know that confidence or even not even confidence i guess but even that I'll, I'll go and tell the teacher that someone's picking on me or i'll go and tell the teacher that i'm having problems. like you just didn't it wasn't it wasn't Did a One hundred percent right. It
1: wasn't. It. It no. wasn't a habit. It wasn't like. No. It didn't. Even, I didn't even go. Oh, I, I can't talk to someone. I didn't even. Didn't even contemplate. Do you know, if someone said, "Is everything all right?" I was like, "Yeah, fine, thanks." Even like, I remember some yeah, of the old yeah. boys in the house going, like, "Is everything right, Tom? You seem to be getting." I was like, "Yeah, no, that's just something fun." That kind of stuff. And I was like, "Absolutely." It was like it's almost an embarrassment, and you, you end up getting um it's, it's a bit like that's that stockholm syndrome isn't it you actually get closer and you start want to start to want to try and um almost befriend the bullies and and but like you want their gratification and you want to sort of please them and it's mm-hmm. really like it's it's really perverse
0: yeah yeah and if you can if you if you think back with it like you know with the bullying and, and with you know obviously the, the trauma and everything you went through because that was for years right so that's 24 7 5 years of your your life from from 13 up to up to 18 yeah um now on the one side you can kind of say from a simplistic view right and somebody who's never experienced it you can kind of say well it must have got easier when you left school and went to uni right but that's only because the bullying stopped, but the, the the mental scars are still there carrying through yeah. the university. So like for, for for you, right. And then going to play rugby in in university and then to go on to your professional career and stuff, how, how were you able to make that flip? Right. Like obviously you didn't forget about it, right. Cause you're not going to forget that kind of trauma. Like, but for you, like what was the turning point? Or was there ever a turning point where you kind of go, right, I'm, I'm okay now. I The bullies aren't here anymore. It, it's a, different school it's a different set of friends it's
1: so i went went, my my big thing was um so i was i was like called um one of the one of the worst parts of the bullying was i could i could the physical and the sleep deprivation what happened fine it was actually the last couple of years they started calling me so they started calling me the rash because i got bigger girls were a bit more sort of interested in me i was a bit I started to be, like get my get myself back together because of, because I've of been training and I started getting back in the sports mm-hmm. team and things were, you know I thought I was coming through it um, and then they they nicknamed because you know because girls to take a bit of an interest in, and I was hanging out with different people they thought I was hanging around other people and they made me be they made it to be out like I was I was a rash just hanging around them like a nasty itch and that was do you know what as in what like they wanted. The, they didn't want me around them. I, I was trying to be around them. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah,
1: yeah. And it was, do you know that 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 word, it still sort of brings anxiety anxiety to me now and like I feel my feel my sort of heart race a little bit because at any point, like they'd walk past me in the schoolyard or whatever, I'd be sat with a couple of friends, maybe a girl or whatever, and they'd go, "Oh, well, why are you hanging out with the rash? They'd look at me and they'd get up and they'd leave and then suddenly I had like all my, I had all my identity taken away. So there's nothing I could do with it. It's a bit like, it's a bit Come like on. that, it's a bit like that herd mentality oh. on the thumbs down on the, on the WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know there's some people that they, they've suddenly got an ability to not just, not just to beat on me, but actually to control others, other opinions on me. And that was other
0: opinions of it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah.
1: that was, that was the worst, that was the worst thing for me. And then when I, so when I left and had like a clean sheet, I went to, I went to, sort of university, not a million miles away, I had a fresh start and I loved it. And I was like, people, I could be, I could be me. Um, I was really, really worried about people. And there's one lad who came, who joined, um, so I went to Oxford Brooks, and there's a lad, really nice guy and he joined from two years below, um, like a year later, because I took a year out. And I, so I had the best year. And then the second year, there's a guy that I knew from Dean Close who joined the sort of the rugby team with me. And he, I know him him well enough. And I was absolutely petrified that he was going to start calling me the rash and tell everyone that that's what I was called at school and that's what I needed to be called here. Right. And that's, and you, like, I had so many, I had so much, like, anxiety and concern over that. Because all of a sudden, I spent a whole year almost rebuilding myself. And for Mm. me, that, that crushed everything again. And that, so that, I found that really hard to, I found that really, really hard to deal with. Um, but then I realized actually, um, so I started to sort of build my confidence, but I started training. I started training properly when I was at university and it all it was always because I didn't want to be weak and rather than training because I wanted to be good at something, I trained because I didn't want to be weak or set on. And it's a very different, it's not, a, it's, a, it's a pretty poisonous way to approach like life. Rather than doing things because you want to do it you're doing things because you don't want to be set on it's I found that've yeah. yeah. I've only I've only, so I've only really just unpacked that in the last like three or four years is like every time I was training it's because I had like the bullies on my shoulder and it was like me versus them constantly and it gave mm-hmm. me great so it great gave me great um, resilience to be able to push through some some pretty nasty training sessions um, and built me physically strong, but mentally I was, I was obviously broken, like mentally weak to be able to have to train because of that rather than because I was worth it.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's the thing, like you, you see I guess, the, the the other side to that coin then, as you say, is, is the <clears throat> the way you threw yourself into your training. Because like, we, we spoke with this as well, like professional rugby wasn't even a, it wasn't even a thought for you at, no. at one point, like you <clears throat> did, as you said, the. The the physical training, you know, building up and, and and getting to the size and everything that you were to, to play as a forward, like was to obviously give you that view from the outside that look, I'm a big bloke. You don't need to come at me. Do you know what I mean? I can defend myself. I can and and almost like a like a, like a shield almost that that you were putting up.
1: It was, and I, so I've done done some work with. Um... With a couple of people and the, one guy described it really well it's almost um, there's almost like three eyes in your life and you've got like a little eye you got a little eye medium eye and a big eye you know, a big capital locked eye a, a, nor, a normal standard eye and then a little eye and I kept flipping between the little eye was when I was like small and being bullied and intimidated and what and then the, and then the big eye so I'd flip between the two eyes you know I then build myself into this big protective eye. You know, which isn't really mm-hmm. me, and that uh, that little eye isn't really me, and actually, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, and I found it very hard to be that person in the middle, right that has that self worth, that self confidence, and very comfortable being that sort of that middle eye, rather than thinking I had to be something I'm not, and then this person, this 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 victim that I'm not either. So it's quite it's quite interesting flipping between the two, and I think I've done that for the majority yeah. of my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it would be like to, to, as you said, like to kind of have to flip through the two of those and never really just be yourself, yeah. I guess, um, it was just absolutely, yeah, terrifying, I guess, on one point. But then, soul destroying in other ways, but, you know, I, I guess what you've taken from it, what you've learned from it, it's horrible to have to go through it, obviously. Yeah. Um, mm. But you can see it in you when I talk to you now, and when I see everything you do on online, and I see all the stuff you're putting up on, you know, about the company and about the coach and everything else. You can see you never want anyone to ever feel that way ever, and and that no. comes across so much in, in 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 everything that you do. There's a there's a raw passion behind what you do now that's just incredible to to watch. I have to say, that's
1: that's really kind, man. It is, like I said it's it's because i feel like i know what the secret i think i know what the the key yeah. is and i just don't want yeah i just don't want kids to feel like you you've got to be resilient and you've got to put up with some stuff don't get me wrong but there's different yeah. levels of it yeah. and you've got to find out about yourself it's not all about happy happy clappy every child's got to be every child's got to be happy what we want is children to be resilient and be able to stand on their own two feet and they need to be able to do mm-hmm. that with this and to do that they need support from adults peers and everyone around them. It's not a, it's not a, they need to be on this, they need to go on this journey on their own. Um, and the key for it, the key for it is communication and, and letting people know what's going on in your head. It's a bit, it's just like us as men, not being, like feeling there's, there's myths or there's certain, um, there's certain social elements that we're not allowed to talk about, about being upset about our feelings. You know, it's just ingrained in society that men don't talk. And we need to break that. Like that, it's, it goes through. It goes through your whole life. And if we can, if we can, yeah. Yeah. if we can, you know, have, the troubles you went through and everything like that is actually all about communication. And can you talk to the loved, the loved ones around you and actually be listened to and be taken seriously and have, doing something rather than feeling everything's on your own? Because I'm lucky. I well. There, there's some people that can't see a way out of it, and then they take they take the only option they mm-hmm. think that's left and that is that breaks my heart and I think that's I think that's yeah. where I can see where a lot of things are going with the world these youngsters are growing up into, especially like when i was when I was younger we, and same with you, we were like kicked out and we were running around and we were um we were playing football, playing in the parks, mucking around with our friends all summer long all all holiday um or after mm-hmm. school these kids, these kids now as goes back and they're they're the most connected but disconnected generation we've ever had and it's making sure they yeah, absolutely we need, we need to get them reconnected in the right way
0: yeah for sure and yeah and it's interesting you say that like that it is kind of similar in 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 i guess in terms of men and, and our perception of how we talk and you know if we can get people to listen to us or should people listen to us or will they listen to us and mm. and, and, and you know look i, I say it on every every episode and all the stuff that I I post online and that is that you know we're supposed to be these strong stoic quiet um men just you know don't say it and just take it on the chin everything's going to be fine you know but and we we have that perception here that we shouldn't talk that we're not supposed to and that nobody's going to listen to us and and everything else and and even the stuff i do with companies now <clears throat> when i go in and have and i, I deliver talks on mental health to, to companies and they ask you know what can we do and you know you can have your wellness days all the all week long right you can have your mental health months and you can you can throw your market at it as much as you want for that week in june or that day here and there unless you change the culture nothing's going to change right? And the, and, the, and the culture comes from culture comes from leadership right it's as simple as that and i can see with plus and what you're doing, it's not just about giving these kids, I guess, a a tool in which to express themselves to a certain degree, right? And it's not just about giving the teachers, I guess, an easier, not an easier, because that's the wrong word, a better insight into Mm -hmm. each of the children's well-beings. But by them learning this new habit, you're you're in turn creating that brand new culture right from the ground up, all the way through. That will, and, and we may not see it, it's going to be, you know, two, three, four generations below us so that are going to take this into the workforce as they as they get older. You know,
1: this is mate. There's no there's no quick fix to well being. It is it is something that's done. No. It's something that's not sexy, right? It's not fluffy. It's something that's done every day. It's about looking after yourself and making sure you're getting sleep getting water be active you know aware of your emotional health because the two are so i think a lot of a lot of people we talk about kids feelings and emotions and we want them to express themselves but we don't link the importance of the physical well-being and the mental well-being and how they they they're intrinsically yeah, yeah. they're intrinsically linked right and actually what we want kids to Absolutely. do is we want kids to start to take ownership of their own journey and i want i really yeah. want to i really want to tell kids and seeing it, sort of seeing it from the rooftops, about how how much they're in control of their own well being. I think they don't think they are at the moment. And it's like if you could, if you can genuinely get some of these, these these very basic habits installed and ingrained, so it's something that you just do and you do on a regular basis. And it it comes down to the um, it comes down to that consistency of being able to consistently do do sort of an eighty twenty percent job where you're you're sleeping eighty percent of the week, you're sleeping well. Do you know, you're drinking well, 80% yeah, of the yeah. week. It's these kind of, it's it's not being perfect, but it's just making sure that that's always in the back of your mind. And that's why we get them to reflect and journal so that we can then, and we've gamified it to try and, try and make, to make it more fun for the kids. So it is to try and talk their language and for them to to really get in, get behind it. Because you just never know, you never know when you're going to need it. And that's what I found. I didn't know I was going to need yeah. the habits that I was installed with until I got to a different place that, that you wouldn't think happened, but it did.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And that's the thing, like, go back to your earlier point again, and to touch on the, you know, the the kind of the gaming aspect of it, right? Make yeah. it fun, make it interactive, make it so that they enjoy doing it. Mm. Um, but then there's also a very sophisticated AI sitting in the background then for the adults in the room. So tell us a, tell us a bit about that, how the, I guess, how the teachers pick it up then. And, and yeah, so, we,
1: so we use it we just we use a um, a natural language AI to be able to pick up what the children are saying from their comments and pick it up with their physical and the emotional well being to create almost like a like a 3D avatar of every pupil's well being. And then we can let the teacher know on there right. that sort we've got a dynamic dashboard that takes thirty seconds for the teacher to check in and it flags the it flags the pupils that have either Asked for help have said something that that's probably needs the teacher's attention. Maybe it might be safeguarding um, or issues in class or something that we're we're concerned about. Or, or they've had you know, a week of really bad of really bad sleep. That's that's the kind of information that we can push up to the top and let the teacher who's got so much you know they've got so much paperwork and admin to get through. Um, it's like all and all they want to do. They got you got something like fifty thousand teachers leaving the profession every year, and all they want to do is teach. And they're having to. Do, they're getting pulled. Yeah. From, they're getting from put, pulled from pillar to post, and it's just giving them. It's just trying to put. I've tried to put myself in their shoes and go. Well, actually, if I want to teach these kids, I've got to unlock it and I've got to have a good bond with them. If I've got the information that's going to improve that bond, then I'm going to be able to teach them, and I'm not going to have to be trying to yeah. work work things out. I can actually get. I can actually listen to my pupils telling me what's going on. And then from them we can use their expertise to actually teach them, which is what they want to
0: do. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like it is, it's you know when you when you look at the background of it and the theory behind it, like it's just an incredible tool. Like it really is. I have to say because you know having kids who who've been through the UK school system, right, and you, you see. i mean it's certainly to a certain degree it's 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 similar here you know there's there's 28 30 students per per teacher right the the teachers only human they're they're never going to be able to know everything about every child all of the time like it's impossible right Uh, and and certainly if you're grown up and if you're in a culture where you're taught to hide it certainly from a male perspective anyway right or you think you're going to get ridiculed if you say something or you know, snitches get stitches. That kind of men- mentality, right? The teachers, you, you become very good at hiding that stuff. So the teacher's never going to know it's it, it's happening. But for you to be able to come out with a system like this, that kind of gamifies those feelings, those emotions, that wellness thing, that almost then flags it to the teacher, and says, you know what, you need to keep an eye over here for a minute and just 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 watch watch that kid there for a second. That's that's because that that could.
1: Sorry, yeah. It, it could. Sorry, sorry, Matt. You could easily just catch. Yeah. So you want you're to try and catch these? You're trying to catch these kids to fall down these these cracks that we spoke about earlier. Um, but Absolutely, also, yeah. So we, you look at worst case scenario, and you're trying to stop, stop the ones that are getting maybe getting abused, or um, they've got issues going on themselves, and they need that they need that one to one help. But also, if you think about it, there's mm-hmm. we can there's there's something like 200, 200 school days in the primary school year okay and yeah. there's there's other things out there and like well like you touched on well-being is done once maybe once a week or once a month or whatever there's not very many touch points for those kids to have these habits like, like ingrained into them by having little touch points no. for nope. you know for 200 days a year um, and done for, for for their primary school what's that going to build for them Going, like we will never see we, we might never see those we may never see when those habits are required and what they do but I guarantee you at some point they'll kick in and they'll be like that's why we did it but that's very hard to quantify everyone yeah. wants everyone's validated research on well-being they want it you know they want to they mm-hmm. want to, be able to prove it and it's one of those things and I just from being my, my own personal experiences is, is I could have I could've had that best upbringing with my granddad and gone to a different school and not, not been bullied or gone to school and not been with those with those kids that did it. And I might not I might well not have ever needed those
0: tools. You just don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> or flip it the other side and you could have gone to that school and you could have come from a a background where your granddad wasn't in the in the physical shape and mental shape that he was in and 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 giving you those tools but you could have seen him maybe drinking a lot you could have seen parents drinking a lot so therefore you could have gone down that road and ended up on a completely other path altogether do you know what i mean and it is it is you quite rightly said it it's i don't think it's something we can really quantify now in how that's going to look in 10 and 15 years time for these individuals who are who are learning these new habits because it's never really been done before exactly you, know, you can look at all the research you want uh, into wellness and into mental health and into you know positive habits and all of that kind of stuff but i think what you're doing is is groundbreaking to a degree because it's it's never been done you know and mm-hmm. um, there's never been that much focus as you say on a daily touch point into mental and, and physical wellness as what you're doing with primary school kids now so um it is it's it's absolutely fantastic
1: I appreciate it, Matt. Yes, it's definitely um, It's great. It's, it's it's really nice to see it come from like an idea in my head that I've bumbled around my, in my head for sort of six months to so actually going into schools and we started off with like 40 kids in my local primary and we're up to 250 kids now with, mm-hmm. we'll be onboarding more schools next term um, and it's great when you go into the class and you see the kids sort of jump around and they go, well, yeah, we." it's great. We We love the gamification. It's like one of the kids said to me the other week, saying, um, "I've been using it for been using it for sort of four weeks now, and now I don't read my iPad when I." Um. So, what we can do with the what we can do with it is not just then journaling. We then give personalized, bite sized information on a daily basis to areas that, that may may have slipped or areas where they, they can improve. So they're getting that constant educational piece as well. Okay, do you know, so it's not just going just rate your sleep. And then you give them a sleep sleep score. It's going. Oh, we've seen your sleeps dropped off. These are the kind of things that maybe maybe read a book before bed rather than watching your iPad because blue light's bad. Blue, blue yeah, light yeah. blue light doesn't doesn't help with your with your sleep. And one of the kids put that in there. Going, I now read a book before bedtime, and I sleep through the night, which I haven't for ages. So you do see these you do see these fantastic little changes, but they're very hard to quantify. Brilliant.
0: Yeah yeah and we won't see the results for years to come you know but it, but it is it's it's putting those foundations in to help these kids in 10 15 20 years or whatever they come up against you know it may not be you know as, as severe as what you went through Um, it may not be bullying at all it may be that these habits help them when they hit the workforce or when they go through a breakup or when they go through a bereavement of a parent or a grandparent or whatever it, it's it's Teach them and and changing that culture that you need to look after, you know, your emotional health, your physical health, your mental health, everything is all entwined. Traumas, traumas. um, there's lots of different trauma, but actually for
1: that individual, it's very, very, it's very, very important and very, very real. And actually what you end up doing doesn't really matter what the trauma is. You always fall back onto those foundations that you've got. Do you know whether it's a bereavement, whether it's, abuse in whatever form it's going to take or whether it's whether it's stress that whether, whether it's stress that you've suffered at the hands of your boss or something like that it is it is building foundations that people fall back on
0: yeah absolutely absolutely no it is it's it it's fantastic as i said look when i when i saying what you were doing a few weeks ago um i'm going kind to of look to this story behind it I was actually I think it was one of your posts you put up on on LinkedIn. I think that, that caught me. eye. um, I thought I need to have a chat with him. I need to see what, what, what this is all about because it is, it it's pioneering, you know, to, to a degree what, what it is that this, this kind of software, just the way you're interacting with the kids and getting them to interact with the software, but which is great, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's developing habits for them, but it's, I, I, like I said before, it's that intelligent AI and software behind that that's throwing up the red flags, then to the adults who these kids care or these these kids who are under their care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um Where they can step in and uh, and they can be there at a point in time before it goes too far. They can recognise things and pull them aside. And yeah, it's just it's it's It's, it's, right, pretty it's pretty right.
1: Right. And I hugely appreciate your. Uh, Sort of the words of encouragement, and it, that, it's, these, it's these kind of conversations that helps me puts that a bit more fuel in the tank for me to keep going. Because sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. when you are in it, it's hard to see the, the impact that it could potentially have. Um, but it's all about yeah, like, yeah. for me. It's, it's I had I had a, maybe a set of teachers that didn't recognise the signs or whatever, and actually, the teachers the teachers hold the key to like our children's um, our children's happiness, success everything those schools are so so important and it breaks me what's going on with them at the moment mm. but, you know if we if we put the ch- if we put the child at the top, top of the tree and that's the person we're trying to affect we want the best and actually you look at how closely the teachers are around that child and the role to have in that life if we can yeah. support yeah. those teachers that can support the, the, the students then oh, um oh, then I honestly, I honestly believe we're into a winner and and, and every child then has got, got a much better chance of um achieving whatever they want to achieve it's not you're not trying to make machines here it's just trying to make chill like happy children that can go and believe they yeah. can go yeah. for the dream or they can go and reach their full potential in whatever in whatever
0: aspect that looks like yeah absolutely well and you're right like because it, it does like the impact the teachers have i mean they're nearly spent you know from a school day perspective from nine o'clock half eight nine o'clock in the morning till half two half three in the afternoon you know they're they're with the teachers as much as they're with the parents (laughs) to a certain degree you know um and if if the kid has become really good at hiding something whatever's going on um is that no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and then you go to your your whatever it is your annual or your biannual parents each are meeting yeah. and I was like, oh, no, doing great Jay yeah, his, his work is fine a little bit quiet but you know he's eight he's nine he's ten it's whatever he's a little bit quiet but he you know he gets his work done doesn't tend to mix with the others but that's okay there's social aspects there you brush it off you're like okay cool well like, but you've no idea what's actually going on Do you know what? because the kid is hiding it the teacher can't see it so she can or he can not talk back on it the parents then are completely oblivious to it as you said, then the kid falls through the cracks. So certainly then when you go into secondary school, because that's another kettle of fish then altogether from, oh, from primary school, you know, the, the, the hormones start changing, everything. It's it, it, That's just on another level then altogether. But certainly from a primary school perspective, as you say, if you can catch them at that younger age where you develop these habits, then definitely going into secondary school, it's going to it's gonna hold them in good stead.
1: We well, we want to move into. We, we're looking at ways that we can move into that and really support children on that on that uh, transition period between years six and seven, in particular. Like um, I it's a, it's a big, it's a big, um, it's a big hang up point for a lot of children. It's a big. It's one of their big first stresses, you know, moving into that secondary school where they would be yeah, yeah, top, of the, yeah. top of the tree for the primary, yeah. and then it's bottom of the tree, and no one cares who they are. <laughs> um, and it's yeah.
0: interesting. It's, it's interesting. Well, it. Go on. No, I was going to say that, like, you say it Cause it is like that. Cause you're in, like, so for here. So we start secondary school a year later than you guys. Yeah. So your year seven is our, as we call it, sixth class, right? Yeah, I got it. Um, but, but you do, you do feel that though. Like you're the, you're the top boy in the school in, in, in sixth class. And then you go into first year and you're like this size. The uniform yeah. doesn't fit because your mum's bought it to match it yeah, to make yeah, it last yeah, three yeah. years <laughs> down the line. Anna, really? you haven't grown into it. You know the, the the hormones haven't kicked in yet. You haven't put the stretch on, um. So you do. You literally you go from this to this, and the anxiety and the stress and the fear that, that comes with that is massive, absolute,
1: huge. Um, and just to touch back on the point you made, you know about that that quiet that quiet like eight nine year old that that, that, oh. that goes to a parents' evening before it was very much is quite um it's quite a, su- a subjective like opinions to go joe you know, go and ask the, what they seem it seems to be like, a bit quiet and things like that now with with plus and with the teachers we can now give like almost like a well-being report that you'd get for a mass a mass re- report in english how they're doing in english we can then we can then put together like these well-being reports to to back up the teachers to go uh, look, Mr. Smith. We see that you. We see that Jimmy's struggling to sleep. He said he said he's been struggling to sleep for the last two months. Is there something going on at home? How can we? How can we help Jimmy sleep? These are the reasons why sleep's important. There's actual data to back mm. up these decisions, rather than it being a. I think he's okay.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. That's brilliant. Um, and 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 like that, as you say, yeah, it it's and each one of those it, it's not it's not collective data as well and almost like a like an average thing that's coming out the data that you're collecting is on that child and mm-hmm. so it's like it's an individual custom report you know it's not like the teacher's going back to the parent and saying well most of the kids are not sleeping at night so you should try this with your son it's like no your son's not sleeping at night this is what he's telling us this is what we recommend you do it. What should we be doing? How can we support you more? All of that kind of stuff, which is just incredible. It really is. Yeah, it's all it's all
1: about personalising it and make. But the great thing is, the great thing is, Matt, is we've got the techs. I haven't come up with some, some sort of amazing new piece of tech. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a technician. The stuff's out there. This stuff's out there. and has been out there for ages. It just hasn't been used necessarily in this format, in this way, um, in this yep. environment. Yep. I think that's what that's what's exciting is looking at ways to um i just I'm, I'm excited by the fact that every pupil now doesn't have that every pupil can be personalized and we can actually track every individual yeah. to make sure they're okay just like you would do mm-hmm. just like, you, like like you would as an adult have your own gp and your own health um your your own identity and, and sort of well-being and
0: health we can now do this for kids yeah yeah, and it, and you're right, right. The software isn't brand new, or not the software. The technology isn't isn't brand new. You're you're right in that sense. I like I remember when I lived in the UK, I worked for a a, a tech company that specialised in, in in IT for schools, right. So I spent a long time working with schools and 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 um multi academy trusts and, yeah. and that kind of stuff around the UK and and, and Northern Ireland, that Im- implementing ipads and and technology and you know looking at how you transform teaching and learning and pedagogy and all that kind of stuff through technology and there was software back then that looked at how they were doing in maths and how they were doing in english and how they were doing in yeah you know pe and and sciences and and all of those other subjects right um And then you could say, well, there's a drop off here. So he's after dropping down in science. Why is that? Is it because it's getting harder for him? Is it because something's happening? Is it because of people in class? Is it? You could look at bits and pieces, of but it was only the data based around his academic performance. That's it. That's the only data that you got. But I think why i find it more and i thought that was groundbreaking at the time like this is fantastic this is brilliant yeah. every school should have this it's it is and it is amazing what you need that you need these tools to help because some kids are going to be really academic and some kids aren't going to be academic it's as simple yeah. as that do you know what i mean like some kids are not, not everyone is going to go on to be a scientist or an astronaut right some kids are going to go off and do they're going to be artists they're going to be musicians they're going to do whatever it is they want to do but what really excites me about your software and how you've pulled that technology together is that it doesn't matter whether they go on to be a pro athlete like you were, whether they go on to be an astronaut or a scientist yeah. or a physicist or a musician or whatever, their mental well being is always going to need looking after. Mm. And I think that's what gets me really excited about what you're doing. You know? Um, and as you said, I don't think you give yourself enough credit buddy <laughs> for what you've for what you've you've pulled together, because this will literally change lives going forward. I think.
1: now I yeah, I do love that, and I think it's 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 being able to it's being able to put it. It's so important, and primary schools have got such a good opportunity of putting it at the very very heart of the education, very heart of the school day. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. If I've got if, I, if I'm sending my if I'm sending my kids to um to a primary school. Then i'm sending my primary my kids to a primary school that have that well-being of my children at the front and foremost mm-hmm. and if you know if, if, yeah, if, if, a head, if, if a head teacher walks around going it might might be plus it might not be plus whatever it is going we've got the first thing you the first thing we do with our um years three four five and six is we ask them about their well-being every day and we, mm-hmm. and, we and if you if you ever want to know what the how, how are your kids feeling emotionally or, or physically mm. um, well, then just come, then just ask me and I can print out a report and we can sit down and talk it through. It's, it's data and you know, it's real time data yes. and yeah. it means we can start to pick up problems or issues or seeing how, seeing how well they're doing saying, actually things look really good. Um, we, you're doing a good job at home and it's actually to try and back up the parents as well.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's brilliant. It, it it really is. Like I said, look, I, I seen, I don't know how it was, it came up in my feed a few weeks ago with 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 the Plus thing and what, you know, your description on it, where it came from. And you just, you, you kind of touched on a bit of your story from a bullying perspective and I went into what you were doing about yeah. the about Plus and Plus Ed and stuff. And, and I thought that's, I need to know more about that story. Um, and I'm delighted, absolutely delighted I got to sit down with you tonight for to, you to have this conversation and, and hopefully, you know, just get the word out about PLUS and, and, and what it's doing. Yeah, it uh, I think it, I genuinely, I, I think it's fantastic.
1: Well, it's great. It's great. Honestly, it's fantastic um, to have you on your podcast. And it's, it's, it's huge. Um, it's huge what you're trying to do, like raise awareness for men um, and, you know, get people talking particularly. And I, and I, that's that's how we come together you know we've had we've both we've both been through some mm. pretty, traumatic, pretty traumatic stuff and that's quite a leveler and one thing I do know is yeah. everyone's got problems and everyone's got issues now not everyone talks about them and yeah. we want to Joe you're trying to get you're trying to get men to open up to hear about different experiences hopefully my um, my personal experience will can help some people think about opening up and talking to their loved ones or talking to friends or whatever um and then i want to talk about like-minded people that have a sense of um almost a sense of duty to our young kids to go Do you know what we're that they're, they're really coming that they're, yeah. they're really they're really going to be coming through some tough times and we need and they're already going through some tough times and yeah. the figures the figures st- stack it all up it's like well, God, let's be proactive let's find yeah, absolutely let's, let's find a different solution to what's currently going because what's currently going isn't working
0: yeah no. And and I think we're kind of, you and I are kind of testament to that. <laughs> you know, well, the way we, we kind of were brought up and it tough up lip or stiff up lip and all of that kind of stuff, it it, it it doesn't lend itself well later on down the line. You know, it's, it's easy to say, man up, it's easy to say, you know, sugar it off and everything else. But when it gets inside your head and, and it's causing you sleepless nights and insomnia and it's, you know, you say the anxiety, Constantly there all the time. Um, we have a duty to the generations coming up behind us to do it better and teach them a different way of of, of dealing with it. I think. Um, so yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, you, you put that very nicely.
0: Right. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, buddy. It really is. Um, all I like and say, look, I've, I've said it a million times tonight for. Um, a, a risk of sounding like a, a a broken record. Tom, genuinely, I I I think the the software, the, the plus company, is is genuinely gonna gonna change how the next few generations of kids look at mental well-being and mental health. Um, and and I know f- from from my perspective, I always talk about men's mental health. Um, I think women and I, again, I say this all the time, I think women have a, a better understanding of mental health than, than than men do from a societal perspective. Mm. Um, girls will talk about their mental health a lot more than men, not to say that they don't go through the same stuff yeah. and girls get bullied absolutely and all that kind of stuff, they, they they really do. But I think, you know, women, as they get older, they confide in each other and they talk a lot more. Blokes just don't, right? We don't do it. Um, and, and I think what, what you're doing in, in changing that, culture with the company i i just think it is it's it's brilliant um, and, I, and i wish you all the very best of luck with everything that you, you do going forward
1: Matt's Matt, been like i said it's been an absolute pleasure being on and um i hope you're right and i think with a lot of a lot of support and a lot of um a lot of backing i think get get a few get a few people and companies and what have you behind this because if we can do this and really change those 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 prospects for those kids i think it'd be hugely satisfying for things to be part of but uh really enjoyed our chat matt thanks
0: yeah thank you very much buddy i really appreciate it all the best cheers mate